You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We've got some news, some big contracts divvied out over the weekend, some uh, trade rumors now from a, a former first-round pick. Matt, the 2020 first-round cornerbacks, things are going very odd, very quickly with that yeah. group. Hall of Fame, Matt, you were there in Canton to get your thoughts on uh, the Hall of Fame inductions that happened over the weekend as well on this episode. And don't forget to get your questions in for tomorrow's Twitter Tuesday episode at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Uh, I do want to hear about your trip to the Hall of Fame, which uh, I, I assume was still slightly different than it than it should have been, but at least they got the ceremony in and fans were there and I had some fun seeing some highlights from some of the speeches. Got to be honest, I did not listen to every word of every speech. I don't know if you were forced to or if you did or not, Matt, but uh, we'll get into that stuff later. Um, I, I want to start with one of the craziest stories that I, I was su- very surprised about and, and Josh Allen got paid, Darius Leonard got paid, we won't talk about those, but what's this about C.J. Henderson? Like, I don't yeah. get this one at all. It doesn't make any sense. This one from uh, came down from ESPN's Jeremy Fowler late Sunday. And I haven't seen any updates to it yet. But essentially, Fowler said a surprise. Multiple team executives believe Jaguars corner CJ Henderson, the ninth overall pick in 2020, is available via trade. Jacksonville has given the impression in some league circles that it's shopping Henderson, a high pedigree player, one year into his rookie deal, he goes on to say a source says things are good with the team in Henderson, who just returned from COVID-19 reserve list. So maybe they hold on to him, but the team likes its corners and Henderson would have interest. That one, I mean, I know the current regime didn't draft C.J. Henderson, but he looked pretty good as a rookie. He looked better than uh, any of the other first round cornerbacks that were drafted last year. And there's big problems going on for Gladney. Uh, not a great start to the career of the only cornerback that was drafted ahead of CJ Henderson. They did sign a cornerback in free agency and then drafted another yep. high second rounder this year. So there's a lot of bodies at corner, but I don't get it. CJ Henderson. What if everything's good with Henderson and the team, what is the thought of getting rid of, a first-round draft pick that you just drafted last year, and what would you get in return? Because you'd be taking that at a big loss. Right. I mentioned this like with the Mink at a Steelers deal, you know, that it's bad business to draft a guy, give him a pretty big signing bonus, and then trade him. I mean, the team that gets him back gets a highly, highly talented early first-round pick at a very cost-controlled situation. So financially, it's a really good move for the new team. The team that didn't draft them have to give them the signing bonus. Of course, if he works out. Um, but I would imagine many teams had a very high grade on Henderson. You know, most probably have preferred Akuda, but that, so what? You know, that most uh, Henderson to me was clearly one of the top. Uh, you know, most years there's 15 or so first round picks, you know, and, and no matter what year Henderson comes out, he's in that 15. One of those guys. I mean, so he, he's a top of the round guy, top of the round one guy, no matter what. Very, very talented. A lot of man cover skills. And when Jacksonville made those two big moves, free agency and early in the draft with Campbell, I looked at their new defensive staff and thought, OK, this is 
a Raven-esque type defense where they're going to challenge their corners. They're going to blitz a lot. Corners are a premium position for this team. They want to go three, four deep with extremely talented players. Okay. Uh, but, <laughs> I mean, this staff didn't draft Henderson. I get that. But you're not going to get – a dollar for a dollar for the guy. You might get a first-round pick, but it'll be probably a mid-to-later type one. Henderson fits the new scheme. You mentioned it. I thought he played quite well, especially by 2020 rookie corner standards, which was really low, and a lot of those guys struggled in a COVID-affected season and played well early on. There's a ton of ability there. It went to Florida I and mean, close by. I mean, like, I, I don't know – why you consider shopping him unless somebody's going to give you a ton. And I don't think people are going to give you a ton. Is Joe. So Joe Cullen comes from the defensive coordinator. He comes from the Ravens as a defensive line coach, but bringing in Shaq Griffin, who was playing in a, in a cover three type scheme in Seattle and Tyson Campbell, who's a longer corner. It would seem to me that they're trying to, to, build a zone style defense if they're getting rid of the guy who's supposed to be the the man coverage corner and I think in college even CJ Henderson was a better man cover corner than Okuda was and he was last year as a rookie too so that would be the only thing that makes sense here is they they but with the length and maybe he doesn't fit the style if they want to play zone but if they want to play man what what are you doing what's going on here so I I don't yeah. really understand the um the idea, and, and you're right, I think late first rounder, they probably get a second round pick because what's a team, if a team, if Jacksonville's willing to give up on him already, a team has to be extremely skeptical, even if they had a high grade on him last year. Maybe a playoff team gives up one of their late first rounders that they expect to have a late first rounder. Or you're looking at, you know, one of the teams that isn't going to be very good is, is maybe drafting the top half, gives you a second round pick. Like that's... That's about. I think that's the best you can root for. Best you know, I can like, see, and and I'd be even surprised if the first round pick comes at this point because he hasn't really proven it yet on the pro level. And if a team's willing to give up on him so soon, that that's major red red flags to me. So if I'm in charge of a team, I'm I'm probably not giving up anything, even if I'm a good team already, giving up anything more than a two. Yeah, and I don't know for certain what kind of scheme we're going to see out of Jacksonville. I mean, the the Griffin signing does imply cover three, although Seattle played more man than they usually do last year, and he's capable of both. I think Campbell's more of a man coverage guy, but he certainly has the length that you look for for the traditional Seahawk-type scheme. And Henderson would probably be fine in either, but he's certainly more man-centric. I just assumed because he comes from the Ravens, lots of man, you know, to play a lot, a lot of attention, a lot of stress on your corners, mm-hmm. a lot of blitz. You know, they don't have great pass rushers yet. They're, they're developing that. But maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I, I don't know that for certain. If you're like Arizona, I mean, you could really use a, a corner. I can't give you my first round pick for Henderson though, right now, right? No, because that might be too high, and yeah. and and I don't think Jacksonville can expect, and and maybe that's it. They're like, hey, man, you know what? Let's. We got our other two corners that we like. Maybe something didn't jive with um, with CJ Henderson over the course of the offseason. If we can get a top 10 pick back and get what we gave up to get him in the first place, then let's do it. And if not, but um, 
in the Fowler report, basically he says multiple, it's funny the way it's worded, multiple team execs believe Jaguars corner C.J. Henderson, the ninth overall pick in 2020, is available via trade. Well, it's pretty vague, though. What's yeah, if multiple team execs are telling you that that means multiple team execs have talked to the Jaguars about that player, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I like think. what? <laughs> like, where is that? Like they're shopping him. Otherwise, multiple team execs would not know anything about CJ Henderson, right? It sure, it sure smells that way. And I know it's a new staff in Jacksonville, but holy smokes. I mean, you look at their drafts of top 10 picks, most of them much higher than that. None of them are with the team anymore. I mean, it's just a terrible trend to keep up. Like, either you draft it bad and you move on from people, fine. But, like, the Jalen Ramseys, and, I mean, there's so many early Jag picks over the last 10 years that aren't Jags for long. <laughs> it's so strange. And this one. It's so strange. Even right. quicker with this one. They didn't even let him, Like, and that's the other thing. It, let him play good this year. Now you've got a potential right. shutdown corner for those GMs in the rest of the league. Now you're saying, okay, give me two first round picks instead of one second round pick because he's got that kind of ability. So this is the, this is the worst possible time you could be trading away CJ Henderson, unless you were like, well, this guy's not even going to start for us, which would be kind of crazy. And I would be very shocked at that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking to your point, you know, my hunch is his best tape is ahead of him. You know, rookie corners always struggle. It was a really tough year on rookie corners to begin with. They didn't have much pass rush. It was a tough situation to be thrown into, but he still played okay. Unless deep down they think his best, the best, we, you know, his best tape is not coming. I mean, then I'm, then you get out, I guess. But man, it's just such a bad investment. I mean, you're buying Lamborghinis and taking them around the block and trading them in for, you know, uh, Toyotas. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't see it, but it'd be a yeah. very Jaguars thing to do. Uh, who it knows? would. We'll it's find out. Staff too. I'm I mean, sure we'll learn more about this situation. I'm, I'm extremely skeptical of the the second part. If the first part is true, I'm skeptical of the second part that everything's good between Henderson and the team. There's got to be something else there because it, uh, otherwise right. none of this makes any sense. So we'll find out more. I'm sure there will be more reporting about this with the Jacksonville Jaguars and C.J. Henderson. And who knows, maybe by tomorrow's show, C.J. Henderson will be on a new roster and there is plenty of teams around the NFL that could use a young cover uh, corner. There would be interest. I have no doubt about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Okay, let's move on to some big money being handed out around the NFL next. Guys, I got to tell you about Stat Hero. This is pretty cool. I mean, do you guys know that 85% of the people who play daily fantasy lose? And if you think about it, it really isn't that surprising. I mean, the game is absolutely rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools, more time, more knowledge. Uh, you really don't stand much of a chance, you know. So, introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero, Stat Hero shows you all their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. Uh, your name, your stakes, winner, take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. Um, I can't wait to dig in. I, I love my odds in that kind of situation. And you're in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be, one-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. So here's what you do. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, all caps, all one word. Sign up for free. And right now you get three times what you get back on your first play. Three times. 
they're giving you 300% match. I mean, that's unheard of as well. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. Real quick, just because it's going to be an ongoing story that's never going to go away, John McClain, who, if you remember, way back in, I think it was January, when the rumors that Deshaun Watson wanted to be traded, and John McClain is a beat writer for the Houston Chronicle, and he said something to the effect of, I have a better chance to be starting quarterback of the Houston Texans than Deshaun Watson does of being traded. Let's fast forward (laughs) to August 9th. John McClain tweeted, Watson will never play another down for the Texans. So that's the update there. There was a little bit of, and that's not a super surprising take by John McClain at this point, but it's just so funny how far that's come in eight months. There has been some chatter recently that maybe the Eagles and Texans were talking, but again, as we've said, there's... There's just no way out of this right now for the Texans or for Watson. And he's hanging out at camp, but they're not going to let him play. And he doesn't want to play for them. He wants to play for somebody else. But I can't see a team trading for Deshaun Watson unless it's just pennies on the dollar. And maybe that's what the maybe that's what the Texans are looking at. Like, look, we just got to get this out of here. Start over. Give us a third of what we were asking in January. Yeah, and maybe that ends up being worth it for Philly or I've heard Miami too, but I really think it's an Eagles or maybe even Denver. You know, we haven't heard that mm-hmm. lately, but boy, that makes a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> but it's, the whole situation's so weird. I mean, from start to finish, but even now it's as weird as ever because he's in camp, you know, like, uh, what's he do all day? And, you know, how does that go? And I've you know, seen, th- like, he's in workout gear. Yeah, but he's not playing. It's 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 the weirdest. It's a hold in instead of a hold out is what I've heard it termed, and I like <laughs> okay, that okay. term. But even if he was free, it's still a bad PR move. It's hard for a team to go get to Sean Watson right now. That's why it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. As, as cheap as it can be, I I don't think you can go do that if you're the Eagles or the Broncos. Even if you're getting a lot better at the football portion of things, unless there's some stuff behind the scenes and some facts that we haven't heard yet. But it, it doesn't. I mean. Come on, there's just there's too much there. This can't, this can't. I don't think it can end soon, and I, I it's going to be very hard. That's the one thing I was thinking though, is because we keep hearing more and more about Watson, and this seems to be heating up. That I wonder if owners around the league, the Texans, Deshaun's team, thinks the allegations are not going to be prohibitive to move him. You know that he'll come out innocent in the end I right mean, trust or, me i don't i have no clue but or they know he, more. I, I would assume maybe that they just know that an end is coming and they kind of see mm-hmm. what that is and they have a good idea of what the, the league punishment is going to be so it's like look he's going to be gone for half the season he's going to uh settle six games he's going to settle this yeah. lawsuit this and the, the thing will be over these are the facts are you mm-hmm. comfortable with it you know he'll be out for half the year and that might be what teams kind of know is coming, and maybe that's what's creating a little buzz around it and, and could potentially create some movement there. Um, but still, it's it's a bad move. You'd almost have to wait for that whole thing and the suspension to end before you went in on that. If you were another team, in my opinion, it just looks bad if you trade for Deshaun Watson right now. Yeah, right. I mean, it, to, yeah, to your point, I mean, I bet that's coming. And again, total educated guess by me, just a hunch that people that – if there really is fire for him moving soon, I bet when it all comes out in the wash, he'll be innocent in the court of law, but it'll be suspended six to eight games, something like that. 
civil suits settled or something like that, but right. no criminal charges. Still, it's, be a conclusion. it's a wild way. situation. But here's the thing is like, can you imagine being a team that traded for him and then something else pops up later while he's in your, on your roster? That's the thing, too. Like, okay, he's off the hook here. You know, I mean, I'm just making stuff up as we go. But does that mean he learned his lesson? You know, we do background checks on him. Is there character flaws? Is, you know, yeah. our female fan base going to have a real problem with this? I you mean, know, yeah, like, and they should probably. <laughs> you know? Unless he's innocent. But right. Yeah. I mean, there's something there. I mean, People weren't thrilled with, you know, a lot of dog lovers out there weren't thrilled with Michael Vick coming out. I mean, they didn't want him on their team, you yeah. know. And, and, and he'll get a second chance. The timing of it is the thing. Right. You almost have to let it play out with the Texans. Then you get the reformed version of Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. And he comes out with a Later. statement. And, right. you know, we did all our background check. And yes. Dabo Sweeney, you know, stands up for him and says he's wonderful. And his teammates come out and say we love him. And. I mean, that all those things could happen, and he may be a wonderful human being. But, again, I don't know how you trade for him right this second. Right. If I'm, a, if I'm another GM, there needs to be time. There needs to be time in between it at most. Mm-hmm. And I still have to be comfortable with everything else plus time. So, right now, it's just it's a no-go. Could you imagine if he did get that trade in January and a team gave up right. three first-round picks and then all of this stuff came out? Oh, my God. Right. Okay, yes-no question for you. And, of course, I'm not going to hold it to you. Does he play a snap this year anywhere? No. I don't think so either. Because of all the, the reasons we just talked about, um, I think there will be a suspension, so at least you know half the year or whatever is, is going to be out of the question. And it, he would have to be on another team, and I just don't see that working out where a team is willing to do it before the trade deadline and he's available <laughs> and all of this stuff is played out. I, I, just, I just can't see a scenario where that works. I 100% agree. But I also would bet that he will be a 2022 opening day starter for somebody. I would, I would, yes. Yeah. I would agree with One that. One year off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about some players who will be we playing this year. We can talk about Watson year. for a week. <laughs> it's, so, but it's one of the so more crazy. bizarre things I can remember in recent history. Right. Not um, to mention the football side of it. Like, what would the Eagles look like with Deshaun Watson or the Broncos? Boys, wow. Or the, the Texans without him. I mean, they're so bad. I mean, the whole situation's strange from a football and off the field scenario. Josh Allen is an extremely rich human being. This was a massive, massive extension. Bills and Allen agreed to a six-year contract worth $258 million. $150 million of that is guaranteed, which I believe is the most guarantees in the NFL ever even more than that huge deal that Patrick Mahomes signed recently which I believe had 141 million dollars of guarantees so congratulations to the young man out of Fireball Central California played at Reedley Community College now (laughs) signing the the richest guaranteed contract in NFL history yeah good for him for sure easy one you know there's no way he's getting out of Buffalo I mean obviously there's obvious ramifications now Lamar should be next, and this will be a jumping-off point, you know, slightly more or less than Allen made, although I'm not sure I'd have it for as many years. And then Mayfield, where does he fit in? All these guys are from the same draft class, of course. So 
you know, it's kind of, I know we'll get to there, Leonard here in a minute, but Warner was first. You know, it usually takes one to break the ice and then the others fall in line. And I was wrong about Allen. I mean, I thought this guy's not accurate enough. I w- was overdrafted even his first year in Buffalo. I'm like, I'm, I'm right. This guy is not a good enough passer of the football. And his completion percentage goes up 5% every year, which is insane. So I am very, very much a believer right now. And if I were to invest in any quarterback not named Mahomes, it might be Allen going forward. However, it wouldn't blow me away if he took giant step forward, giant step forward, another giant step forward, and then next year he either plateaus or maybe goes backwards a little step back. Yep. Uh, Yeah. And and that's fine. Anybody who's been listening to my podcasts on lockdown 49ers or here, uh, locked on NFL and Peacock and Williamson quarterback development and any position really, but especially quarterback development, it's not a linear path. So two steps forward, one step back. And that's all you can hope for, for development of your young quarterback. And absolutely. The league has a book on Josh Allen. He's so talented. I, I wouldn't be worried about it. And I would be fine with them giving him this huge contract because that's what it's going to take. Uh, but yeah, it, like, there's a, definitely a chance he has he has a step back this year, then goes even more bonkers huge the following year. Yeah, so you just mm-hmm, can't expect right. it to be like um, he's going to be the this and this and this and this and it's going to keep going in, in a in a linear fashion. Um, but he's so talented, and to be honest with you, it, it's funny because you mentioned the other quarterbacks that are up for it. The Bills and the Chiefs are sitting pretty because they gave up massive massive contracts, but they're going to feel good about these in a few years, whereas. Do you give? I mean, you got to start giving all these quarterbacks $45 million a year, 40 up to $50 million a year at some point. Baker Mayfield, he's not a $43 million quarterback. He's going to ask for $40 million a year. Did the Browns give it to him right now? Uh, And that's hard. So the Chiefs and the the Bills, even though they have a huge portion of their salary cap taken up, the cap's going to go up huge in 2023, and they're going to be the team that other quarterbacks are trying to go over the top of salary-wise, but they're not going to be as good a quarterbacks most likely. So I actually kind of like where the Chiefs and the Bills are with Mahomes and Allen because of how talented those quarterbacks are. I think they're going to earn their salaries, and they set the market earlier than some other quarterbacks, and there might be some dubious quarterback contracts to come. Yep. And the Chiefs really got out in front of it. I mean, a year from now, Mahomes is going to be like the biggest bargain ever. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even matter what he's making almost. The cap will go up tremendously, you know. And I'm not sure Allen's too far behind. Although the days of signing eight offensive linemen or trading for Stephon Diggs are over now Mm -hmm. around him. And that's mostly true. That's even incredibly true with the Browns. I mean, the Browns have that super high. cost offense around Mayfield those days are done you're gonna start losing those pieces not adding them and whatnot but the the thing that people don't think about with these decisions and I think Allen's an easy one and I frankly think Lamar's an easy one too but these really come down to your owner like that that brings me to the Browns like if you're the Browns and you see people walking around your stadium with that jersey that has 15 names of quarterbacks since you've been back or up until last year, Ben Roethlisberger was your winningest quarterback in your own building. Like if you're the Browns owner, you can't, I mean, if their cap guy and their GM and head coach come to the Browns owner and say, we love Baker, 
but we think he needs a great offensive line and Nick Chubb and Odell. And if we can't continue to supply those things for him, I don't know that he's worth $38 million. The owner is still going to say, you're signing him anyways. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. If you're right. the Browns and what you went through at quarterback, it's just like, look, what's the what's the rate and, and let's sign it. And yeah. if we have to get out from under it in a few years, then we'll worry about it then. And with him, maybe you will. You know, I could paint a picture where he's next, signs a big contract. They may even win the Super Bowl this year. But two years from now, it might Jared Goff you a little bit. Yeah, Goff is a really good one, actually. I didn't think of the Goff contract. But that's sort of what you might be looking at if you're one of these other teams now with how crazy the money's going at quarterback. Um, but Baker Mayfield could go huge. He could be the one that takes that big leap this year. And maybe Josh yep. Allen plateaus a little bit. And then maybe that's a closer conversation when we're talking next offseason. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. And Lamar wouldn't worry me to invest in just what if he blows out of yeah, what if I, he has an Achilles or that something? Would, you know it worries I mean? me because of – and he's still young. I think there's so much more pass game development to come because he's got arm talent. So I, I think it will be okay there, but I would be worried because if so much of your game is built on athleticism, that can that can fall off very quickly. Yes, exactly. That's what would worry me with him is just – uh, can, the longevity and teams are better at playing against it and, and that's that's true too yeah. i mean that offense is at a bit of a crossroads that i'm not sure everyone recognizes it's not as complex as people think and defenses have figured it out that they want to put a lot of speed on the field and make them throw outside the numbers so you draft bateman and sign watkins and tried to sign juju and others so they understand it but uh, it, it's a little bit of a crossroads time for the development of that offense. All right, let's finish up with the other big contract that was handed out this weekend, all-pro linebacker Darius Leonard, and I want to get Matt Williamson's thoughts on Hall of Fame next. There is something for everyone at Built.com. Guilt-free snack. It tastes delicious. You don't feel like you're missing out on anything, yet you're getting all this protein and high fiber in a low-sugar, low-calorie snack. Are you hungry? Do you need a snack? Do you want something that tastes good but won't ruin your diet? It's easy. Built Bar. Power your workout. You need something to get you between meals. You're on a long drive. Pull out a Built Bar. You're good to go on your commute. Uh, you forgot breakfast. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Built.com. Buy yourself a box. Mix your own box of Built Bars. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 or 5 grams of sugar and only 4 or 5 grams of net carbs in every bar. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. And Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% at built.com let me tell you about bet online bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your sports action baseball season's in full swing and you can track all that action at bet online get the latest news odds information including major league baseball nba nhl even all your ufc mma action they got so much going on here so before the next pitch head over to bet online on your laptop or your mobile device it's super easy and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as teams preps for their runs for the playoffs as well. 
Uh, head to the website and or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code Locked On, all one word, all caps, Locked On. That's 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Darius Leonard, the Indianapolis Colts have made him the highest paid linebacker at $20 million per year over the first three years of his contract. It's a five-year, 99 Point two five million dollar deal. Gosh, that the difference in money. Have you? I'm, my son's going to be playing quarterback. I don't know about. Uh, I don't know about you guys. Uh, not going to be a linebacker or a running back. Although you know, five years, ninety nine million dollars isn't bad at all. But uh, yeah, he had to go. He had to go over the top of Fred Warner's nineteen million per year, and he did it with the Colts. So good on the Niners for getting the Warner deal done first. As we kind of talked about with quarterbacks, there. If you got a great player, sign them as early as possible. That's the rule in the NFL now, right? Exactly. I don't have much to add to this one. I mean, it's uh, you could debate who's better or who's worth more, Warner versus Leonard. I slightly prefer Warner. My hunch is you do too, but that's no knock on Leonard at all. I mean, they're great young every down linebackers that are highly successful that fit the league perfectly right now. Uh, the Colts certainly could not allow him to go, and they've had the cap space to deal with these type of things. Yep, good player, and it's always nice to see before the season starts and, and teams and players get deals done yeah. so these things don't linger into the season. So I think T.J. Watt's coming soon, by the way. Just. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, yeah there's yeah. going to be, I think, a, a very rich linebacker in Tampa as well coming up yeah. soon, and, and everyone's paying attention to these numbers being thrown around. Absolutely. Matt, I want to get your thoughts on the Hall of Fame. You were at Radio Row at the Hall of Fame this weekend. Uh, I, I really I came away with with two speeches, it was almost like Peyton Manning and John Lynch were like president, vice president, could probably run for uh, president of the NFL, maybe future commissioner, <laughs> as uh, as Schefter pointed out following the, the Peyton Manning speech. And basically he ended it with, God bless football. Uh, and I love it. And the, 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 the unity and bringing people together was a lot of John Lynch's speech. So I enjoyed that part of it and just seeing these guys speak and it was such a great group of hall of famers there was too many for us to mention but did you have any big takeaways from being there in canton this weekend um (laughs) it was disappointing from a personal level because i went up there early saturday was on the air from three to six saturday and sunday from i'm putting this in air quotes radio row well when you hear radio row at like the combine or super bowl it's buzzing and there's people everywhere there was like a couple folded out, you know, fold out tables and Denver was there. And actually my, your boy Q was there from the Raiders. I met him. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. yeah Q I, from locked on Raiders. He was Q. actually yes. now uh, a big wig. He got a new job at ESPN radio in Las Vegas. So he moved from Texas to Las Vegas now, and he's doing big things there in the, the Raiders local market. So congrats to Q on that. Yeah. He was sitting, you know, 20 feet to my right talking Raiders and I'm sitting, I'm kind of listening out of one ear when I'm on the radio and then he, we signed off something with, and that's your boy Q. I'm like, I ran over. I'm like, Hey, what's going on? Locked on. How you doing, bud? But anyway, that was might've been the highlight of the trip because frankly, I could have done my job that I did in Canton from the radio station here in Pittsburgh. There was very little interaction, but still the town was buzzing. Um, I watched all the Saturday uh, speeches and I only watched Fanica and Woodson from last night. I'd been kind of speeched out, to be honest with you. And I had to be on top of the five Steelers, including Bill Nunn, who's already passed away. He didn't give a speech. But it was a cool environment for sure. I mean, there were tons of 
The Broncos were really well represented, Atwater and Manning. The Raiders, as I mentioned, Flores and Woodson. Uh, Dallas had some guys, too, and they were in the Hall of Fame game. Uh, but the Steelers were. I mean, it was 85% black and gold there on Saturday. I mean, because it's a two-hour trip, and they had five Hall of Famers, and they were in the Hall of Fame game. I mean, and they travel well, too. So I'm going to toot Steeler Nation horn there a little bit. That was pretty cool. I mean, there was a million 43 jerseys around there. and you know. So, it, But overall, there was a lot of buzz. It was a cool environment. I was just a little disappointed with where I ended up, you know, my, 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 you know, portion of it all. Right. <laughs> yeah. Radio row. Uh, so it sounds like it was sort of a bummer this year at the right. hall of fame. Do, do the Steelers have the most hall of famers? Uh, we actually did a segment on that. The bears do, but many of them are names before the super bowl era. So ah. I, I don't kill those old dudes. I mean, I respect them, but the bears, you know, besides the 85 team, haven't been putting out a ton. Although Jimbo Covert went in this year. I think the Steelers and Packers are tied for second. But okay. I, someone needs to do a study. But, I mean, I bet the Steelers are number one since the Super Bowl era. Super Bowl era has to be the Steelers then. Yeah, if, it, if it's yeah. Packers and Bears that you're talking about. Right, right. Yep. So. All right. Good. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it seems like every year the Steelers getting inducted. Right. It just feels that way. Right, right. And we were talking about this on the air too. But I think Ben's probably the next one. So they got a while. It'll be the first time that there's a little bit of a lull. Well, they got five years because he's done, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll probably be back up there in five years doing it again. All right. That's, that sounds good. Radio Row hopefully will be more bumping there. Although, um, yeah. Yeah, just, the setup did not make me happy. You get a chance, to, fun. Get a chance to see Q again. Yeah. and But <laughs> there was Sando and a bunch of people we talked about were all around, but they I wasn't in the cool spots. You know, I was on the side there. To be honest, I – I'm kind of excited about the Las Vegas market as being a place that's a lot easier for me than going to Mobile or going to the Combine in Indy as a place where we could all meet up and have a nice little locked on, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't want to call it a reunion because it hasn't been a union yet. Like, every, get everybody together. We all talk so much, but we never get to hang out in person these days with, with the technology that allows us to do so. And I think Las Vegas, for me at least, would be a lot easier place to uh, to meet up and get to some of these big events that are happening in the NFL. So I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, I, know, I know a lot of people don't want the combine to move or anything like that, but, you know, the draft in Las Vegas, I love that idea. Give, give me some of yeah. that. I mean, I'm on the opposite end of the country, but it's still a super easy, mm -hmm. cheap place to fly in. I mean, that's the beauty of it. There's hotels everywhere, right. you know. Absolutely. Like, another Canton problem. You know, my co-host was half an hour to the west. I was 15 minutes to the to the east. I mean, we were 45 minutes away. Parking, I had to walk close to a mile to your car. Like, it's not set up for huge events. Right. Uh oh, you all right? Just drop my coaster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's a I think that's a signal that we got to go here. Yeah, Perfect timing there. That was the victory bell at BD Peacock <laughs> on Twitter at Williamson NFL. Get those questions in for tomorrow's. Twitter Tuesday, and we'll have you covered with all the news, everything going on in the NFL, all preseason and season long, right here. Peacock and Williamson. <laughs>